0: Hello, Master. It's been a while. We are off on an adventure! This is good. When it gets strange like this, it's a good thing.
1: For what it's worth, I've got a good feeling about this. Trust me, Hera. I'm excited. This is my excited face. Get ready to be impressed! You ready to be impressed, Tam? I'm completely ready. everyone, you're listening to Geeky Bubble, part of the Star Wars Escape Pods Network. I'm your host, Jenna Marie, and with me is the Mika Gray to my Kaz, or the good luck charm to my
0: Kaz, mommy. How are you, mommy? <laughs> I'm okay. I'm okay with being the hustler. Cause that Mika is a hustler. I know. Okay,
1: <sighs> so we're going to discuss the episode Kaz's Curse. Even though it was a fun episode and I and I enjoyed it because it was hilarious, there were parts that I I wish had included more character development. Like, we didn't find out anything about Mika Gray, except that she's a hustler. <laughs> well, that tells you a lot. She, well, really, she... does it? Yes, it does. I, I mean, I like things like details about their background. She is
0: the Han Solo of resistance. This is true, yes. I forget <laughs> that he
1: was very much into that kind of stuff. So, yeah,
0: <laughs> a combination of Han Solo and... Um... I mean, she still gives off Ventress vibes. Definitely, she's agile. She's strong. She, you know, she's an older woman, and still she has strength. And... But
1: I mean more like
0: in her attitude, like the way that she approaches people. No. Yes, I think. No, that's I think more... it's more in her agility and. No, it's it's
1: her it's her personality. Oh, I I'm... totally see Ventress in there.
0: I see Solo and Carriesian. No, no, you it's need a to, combination. You need to go of Solo back and to Clone
1: Wars, mommy. I
0: remember Clone. <laughs> words <laughs> and and the only thing yes, Ventris had a sassiness yes. about her. But that's not what I see, Mika. Okay. I mean She's a hustler, man. She, <laughs> she, she knows how to hustle. She knows how to get what she wants. Yeah, it's true. But still, I wish that we could have gotten more out of
1: this episode. I And it's... <laughs> I feel like everyone is in their own pocket of Star Wars wanting something, because in The Mandalorian with episode 5, people are like, oh man, I kind of expected more out of this episode. And these past couple of Resistance episodes, it's just been like, man, I kind of expected more out of these episodes. I keep, I keep telling you guys. I know not to go in with expectations.
0: Stop expecting. Just go and enjoy it. Okay, but this is the thing. We're already eight, nine episodes in, and there's about seven, six episodes left, Mommy. And we have to trust that they're going to deliver. Just enjoy what you're getting. <laughs>
1: okay,
0: okay. And so... We get that one
1: pirate, Leos, (laughs) who is voiced by Steve Bloom, who does Zeb in Rebels. Yeah. (laughs) So I love how we got the voice actor who voiced a character in Rebels that didn't really like all that mystical stuff. (laughs) (laughs) And here he is putting freaking curses. Curses. Oh my God, that was so disgusting. (laughs) That was so bad. With the the saliva on his hand.
0: (laughs) When I was eating, I was actually putting a spoon of food in my mouth when he just went "Eh, eh, That was, yeah, the second time was pretty rough
1: because that was, you could actually see See the 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 saliva saliva. on his hand and on Kaz's face. That was hilarious Ew. though. It brought me back to Pirates of the Caribbean. There was that one movie where Jack Sparrow gets the black spot on his, his hand, hand and all the people are like, Oh, oh the black spot, black spot, and, and they, they <laughs> and they like spit on their hand and turn around or whatever. <laughs> And it was just like how the people reacted to Kaz walking by like, oh, he's cursed. Like, don't yeah. don't, don't, go
0: anywhere near all, him. All, all I kept hearing in my head was the mercenary in the mummy saying, it's cursed. This is cursed. That's right. <laughs> that was in The Mummy Returns. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, yeah.
1: Where the three guys are trapped inside the train car. And there's that one guy who's saying, oh, this is cursed. And then the other, the skinny guy, he's like, what is it with you and curses? This is cursed. That, that is, is cursed. cursed. <laughs> I don't know. I I enjoyed the the episode. (laughs) Yeah, yeah. Uh, I also got the um, Empire to the Caribbean when Jack gets the jar of dirt to thwart whatever curse he has. (laughs) Yeah, yeah. And then Jack says, does it help? Will it help? And T.L. Dama says, if you don't want it, give it back. And it kind of reminded me of the exchange between Kaz and Mika Gray where Kaz... Gets that good luck charm, and he says something along the lines of whether it'll it'll do what it's supposed to, and she's like, I don't know, will it?
0: <laughs> <laughs> so yeah, that was hilarious. That little comparison there. To me, that that in, in the whole episode, there was two things. One, I know what who Mika is, because she may have her good motives for doing what she's doing, but she will do whatever she has to in order to do what she wants to. <laughs> Yeah, she needs to survive. She needs to get through the galaxy. And the other thing is, Cass showed that sometimes you're the one who makes your own luck. Your bad luck or your good luck is all about your mental frame of mind. And I like that because in the end, it was all about if I believe it. It's true. Right. So you don't believe in bad luck? To be honest, what I do believe in is positivity. That sense that if, if you think positive, even if bad things happen, you are able to deal with them because you are projecting out into the world good but if you're constantly on a negative mental state where everything is bad and everything is bad it doesn't matter how what good happens to you you're not gonna see it or you're gonna see is the bad stuff got it
1: there are days when i wake up and i feel like it's one bad thing after another and it's not because of whatever mental state i'm in it's just the
0: series of Unfortunate events that just happen. But the fact that you keep thinking of them and, and, and concentrating on them, I'm looking for them, it just snowballs. Exactly. Yeah. So, and that's the thing is, is yes, there's things that can happen that are out of your control, but how you react to those things that the weight you put on those things is going to say a lot about the outcome later down the line.
1: Yeah, yes. How much you believe in it or not. Yeah. It's funny how bad luck and superstition are played bigger in certain things, in certain stories. So like I, I always found it interesting how we hype up those things more, but they're really not
0: real at the end of the day no they're just cause and effect there's things that happen because something before it happened and something before that happened and it's just a it, it cause and effect thing and we're the ones that are giving that mental thing on it where we think oh it's it's bad luck it's good luck is is this or that or the other thing but it's never What it actually is, it's just we live in a random chaotic world where anything can happen at any time. And one thing is going to lead to another thing, which is going to lead to another thing and so forth. And so you know who
1: would love you, Uh, Dr. Ian Malcolm from Jurassic Park (laughs) (laughs) and his chaos theory. Um, But you know who does believe in luck and bad luck specifically (laughs) Niku. <laughs>
0: yes. The Ni- oh, my God. Niku. Was, he was crazy. He like, was so
1: overdramatic. Yeah. <laughs> like, Kaz, if you don't do this, it's going to follow you for the or rest of, of your, your life. life. Forever. <laughs> I just, I love how much emphasis he was putting on it. Heaven forbid he's
0: the one who got cursed. Oh, I would love to see Niku's reaction to Something happening to him where he believes he's cursed. And it's so funny because he is such a man of technical science
1: where he's always so logical in what he does.
0: And here he is believing in curses and superstition. But but then that, that's the thing. That is Niku in a world where... He has such a reaction to everything. All his reactions are extremes. Given his background, I would have expected him to say,
1: "Oh, Kaz, that's none of that makes sense," or it's because it's all it's based on
0: logic. It, he he may be good with technology, but that doesn't stop him from having certain beliefs. True, true. But at the end of the day, it was funny, so I'm glad that yeah. he, he he did. <laughs> feel that way about it Uh, because he was just hilarious. He was so much. (laughs) And I think that he is the reason why Cass then ended up being obsessed about it. You know, it's sort of a message, like, surround yourself with people who lift you up. <laughs> yes.
1: <laughs> because people who who reinforce some of those negative thoughts
0: Yes, it just, make it worse. Yeah. I mean, not that he was doing it in a malicious no, no, way. No, 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 but it's, it's real. It's, yeah. It's, it's an actual thing. <laughs> yeah,
1: yeah. <laughs> And I also noticed that when they were betting, when they were playing on Z's, they had all these credits and everything. And I thought, this better not be the money that they won from the previous episode.
0: No, I think this, this is all just the individual pocket money that everybody has and and we are catching the game where Cass has been you know on a roll Mm -hmm. basically and that's why you see so much money because it probably started with a lot of people and as people started losing more they went away and just you know we end up in the we, we get in at the end right right yeah and it's
1: funny how
0: he was using Leos'
1: dice and they were obviously trick dice because they kept landing in the the way that they should in order for them to win so that was hilarious how the pirate himself was the one who made, made the mistake, a mistake. <laughs>
0: yeah and we know that that was the plan because he says to, to the other guy you said he was going to be an easy mark <laughs> yeah.
1: yeah and I like that Sonara was there but I'm also disappointed that we didn't have more Sonara in this episode she, Like she strikes me as the person who doesn't believe in curses yeah but but then we needed Niku reinforcing the curse. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Curse. <laughs> yeah, yeah. <laughs> but yeah, I wish I I wish we could see more of Sonara in action.
0: Man, I just want more Sonara. <laughs> we just want more of everything that we want and we like. This is true. This is yeah. true. And they get to
1: that point where they're heading into Guavian space, and they need to be on the lookout for scouts, and they call in. Kaz, Hype, and Tora. And I love that Kaz just falls flat on his face when he gets there because of OP Pitts Floor. A shiny floor. (laughs) And I like that Cass is obviously involved because it it plays up on the whole curse thing. But I kind of wish, and I know Hope had mentioned this in our previous episode, the fact that hype has gotten a lot of screen time. And I wish that we would have had another ace, a different ace, that maybe had some sort of connection to the Guavian Death Gang and maybe had a few tips or strategies or something because of their history with them. But no, it was just hype. (laughs) <laughs> and no one had a connection to the guavian death gang except it sounded like captain doza did they know what yeah. they were all about yeah because he says that they uh they're extortionists or something like that and he gave me the impression that he had some history and there was a few moments where i thought he was gonna drop a line about something that he did with them or that's something that he encountered and nothing i'm <laughs> <laughs> just like oh <laughs> it's like all these little missed opportunities where they there could be just a little little something a little golden nugget to be like yeah that's awesome yes
0: and you know what happens if you get that golden nugget what you're gonna want another golden (laughs) nugget that explains (laughs) that golden nugget well no that doesn't need any explanation oh please you guys you you just amaze me you all make me laugh (laughs) because yeah just watch it enjoy it and trust that They're going to be doing the right thing in the end and we're going to get what we deserve to see before it ends. Right, right. And yeah, and just ultimately, I like how Kaz just built up the
1: confidence in himself to be able to help his fellow ace pilots. And, I, oh, and also, I just really love how the ace pilots were able to work with their surroundings. Because yes. remember, all the way back in the beginning of yeah. the season, Freya and the others didn't know how to use the debris to their advantage. And this place where they were, it was all debris. It was all asteroids and they were able to maneuver as a team.
0: It shows that they have really come a long way in, in in working as a team. Yeah. and and being fighter pilots, not just pilots, but fighter pilots. Yeah, exactly. You know? It was great to see that. See, yeah. that,
1: I, that I like. You see that there, there's a progression, but now I want to know in, about them individually. <laughs> <laughs> uh, it's not too much to ask,
0: I think. <laughs> I don't know, Jonah. Uh, whatever.
1: <laughs> <laughs> and so I at the very end, I really like how Kaz turned the tables on Leos and he gave him the, the, the charm that was supposed to be for good luck. <laughs> and then he implies that it's a bad, bad luck. luck. <laughs> <laughs> uh, and it's from Mika Gray, and I think he calls her a witch. I don't want anything uh, from I'm her a witch. witch.
0: <laughs> I like how she's built up this reputation for yeah, herself. Yeah, and this is why I say she is half stand Solo and half Calrissian. She's a player. <laughs> <laughs> and, and what's also
1: interesting, right before Kaz goes to her, she was just finishing up a reading with O.P. Pitt, yeah. And he comes out with like hunched shoulders and he didn't really look all that happy and she has her credits in her hand like she just got paid for telling him his fortune. And I'm so curious, what the heck did she tell O.P. Pitt
0: that he was not happy about? Something about a floor not being shiny. <laughs> <laughs> Most likely. Yeah. Still, that made me sad to see O.P. Pit sad. Because we know what drives O.P. Pitt is shiny, clean floors. He probably did ask, will the Colossus?" says ever be clean
1: <laughs> and she said no nope. i'm sorry <laughs> oh yeah that's probably how it went down <laughs> yeah that was pretty much it in terms of the entirety of the episode there wasn't much else to it really besides the whole good luck mind mind over matter and whatnot is it going to play a role later on maybe
0: Cass has had a a, a few, I don't know how many years or months or whatever they've been together of Up and Down, where he does things right, he does things wrong. You never know how he feels exactly. This time, you got to see him actually losing confidence because you, you, you actually see it. He is losing confidence. He, he doesn't know what is happening. and He's losing control. But then there's a moment where he sees out there in the debris and he sees his fellow pilots, his friends, and he decides, you know what? No, I'm not cursed. Right. I'm taking control of this. I'm in control. Nothing else outside of me is in control. And I like that. I like that moment because that happens a lot in life where there's so many things happening to you and there's so many things happening around you that you sometimes lose yourself in the whole deal. At some point, you have to take control and say, no, I'm in control. I'm the one that controls this and even if I cannot change it I'm not gonna let it change me, me. correct yeah and and to me this is the whole point in, in the episode it was about not only cast but the resistance taking control and of the situation. situation yeah
1: yeah I was thinking about how this reflects. What we could potentially see, like how does this change or inform what's coming next? The first order is lingering somewhere out there. And a lot of what they're doing is out of their control. But the things that they can do, the decisions they can make can
0: potentially determine the outcome Mm -hmm. of whatever and wherever we're going towards, you know? Mm -hmm. So I'm still hoping that all of this is going to tie down. I would hope, yeah. And that and like I say, I'm trusting in that in the end we're going to see how everything fit together, how everything just comes to fruition. Right. It's interesting
1: because even in looking back at Rebels, I don't think I ever felt this Just waiting for something to happen because it's just, is this going to show up at any point? (laughs) And I never felt that with Rebels. I always felt like each episode built on top of each other and it was building towards something. And this for me, for the past couple of episodes, I'm just like, man, when are we going to get there? Because there's only like a few handful of episodes left.
0: And I think it's the fact that we know that this it's is ending. it. Yeah, you know, there's all this expectation. Yeah, and in a fandom where every single little thing is looked at, and where everybody wants something that makes it a lot harder yeah to to watch a lot harder to enjoy that's why i keep harping on the same idea just relax enjoy it because you know what in the end whether you get what you want or not what you end up with is actually the little moments where you laughed the little moments where you enjoy whatever you saw that's what you get this is true
1: and that's what you take with you this is true you're right, mommy. <laughs> <laughs> it's just I hate feeling yeah, this way I know, I about, know, about animated shows because that's my thing. Yes, I know. I and, uh, know. <laughs> and it bothers me that part of me thinks this way, and I don't want it to think that way. It makes me sad. <laughs> but anyway, moving into listener thoughts and questions, Jen said, Anyways, what <laughs> I, I've been I've been keeping my opinions about season two to myself because reading and listening about how slow and repetitive the show is is really depressing. Even if it's true, but this probably is my least favorite episode. I don't know. Maybe I'm not that of super of a superstitious type, but gruel was hilarious in this one. Oh, that's right, Balls of oh, Gruul yeah <laughs> with his uh, gorg fear
0: that he's gonna be eaten.
1: Yeah. His, his- <laughs> His Gorg fear, that's right. And uh, she also said the dogfights in space, though, that was amazing. And we finally got to see the wings of both ships change. Oh, yeah, I forgot that I didn't even
0: that didn't even click with me. You see, because you're looking for other stuff. You missed something yeah, there. Jonah. No, I did I know I did see it. I just it
1: didn't register with me at the time. Uh, and she said I can't believe I freaked out at that part. <laughs> and final thoughts, one point from last week, yay, the cancel bite scene is my favorite as well. Oh, that's good to hear. And she said, Hope it was Von Breck who threatened Doza, not Pyre and what the heck happened to the fireball. What the heck happened to the fireball? I don't remember did something happen to the fireball? <laughs> on last episode? No, this episode. Nothing happened to it, right?
0: Yes, it got all scratched up. It did? Yes, <laughs> it got hit from left to right. The first time they went out. Oh, yes, 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 yes.
1: It was falling apart on him. And and, Okay, so this is the thing. Okay, going back to the whole bad luck thing. Like, I know they were trying to make it seem like it's all in your head and whatnot. But there were just so many things that were happening that were making it look like bad luck was actually real. It was just one thing after another. And so I I get their message. But at the same time, you're really not helping. You're making it look
0: like bad luck was actually real. that is the whole point it's like confusing you to the point where you okay is it really bad luck <laughs> <laughs> yeah you know are these pirates uh, do these pirates actually have magic what's going yeah, on yeah <laughs> yeah exactly yeah and but so, no yeah that poor fireball get all beat up yeah oh uh, that was sad because it had
1: come so far and we were so happy that it was finally fixed At that
0: part
1: I was like, what, what, wait, what? And Hope said, Hey ladies, I hope you're having a great week. Kaz's curse felt like a return to form. It reminded me a lot of the episodes from season one, especially in the first half. This is what I wish the Vox Vortex 5000 was. While it didn't move the big plot forward, it was a character-centric episode that helped build Kaz's story while pulling from elements of previous episodes. The most significant difference to me in this episode compared to most of season two was the inclusion of background characters. I've missed the people of the Colossus. I've missed their antics and getting little sneak peeks into their daily lives. It's been lacking for most of the season, but they add so much to the world of resistance. They really made the Colossus have so much personality. The citizens were my first love of this show. They didn't have to add Balsa Gruul's side story about his gorgs. They didn't have to show Grevel hanging out with the pirates, <laughs> but that addition shows the shadier citizens getting along with the pirates. Maybe that will come into play if we see the society of the station split into factions. Now that Jace Rucklin and the female member of his crew, Lynn, have joined the First Order, we see their last remaining member, Gorok, working with Yeager in the hangar. In Fuel for the Fire, he was making fun of Yeager with Jace and Lynn, and now he's working with Yeager. That's character development for him, The background characters aren't adding to the overall story, but they are adding to the world of Resistance. We can infer more of the side stories just by seeing them. They have been sorely missed this season, which really helped give the episode that season one feel. So that is true. It did remind me of season one, especially because uh, we got to focus on a lot of the background characters on the Colossus. The one thing is I saw this on Twitter, and this person actually had a good point. They said something along the lines of, I wish Star Wars Resistance wasn't called Star Wars Resistance. Maybe Star Wars Colossus. Because, sadly, even though Kaz was recruited to be part of the Resistance, and and he even said that I'm not really fully initiated, <laughs> there really hasn't been much Resistance stuff. So I'm just very curious when that stuff is going to pop up. Because... For a show that's called Resistance, there isn't much Resistance activity, at least with Rebels. We get to see some Rebels activity with the Rebel Alliance, and as well as the crew acting on their own as Rebels on Fall. So I just, I'm, I'm beginning to wonder where, where the Resistance this part, part comes in. kicks in, you know? <laughs> but I still love the show, so... <laughs> Uh, and Hope also said I love the addition of Mika Gray to the people of the Colossus And she's using her abilities to make money I laughed so hard at this development While I think she'll play a more pivotal role later I love this small part now She's finding her niche with these people And it's really nice to see Swindle them Mika <laughs> you, you make that money <laughs> (laughs) But to come back to Kaz, there are so many layers to his development in this episode. It felt like a callback to Relic Raiders. Ayla called him out about his lack of faith in the Force. She stated that just because he couldn't see something doesn't mean it's not real. Now I'm not saying that Kaz was actually cursed. It's more calling out his practicality and how sometimes that can get in the way. Kaz created his own mental block. He was getting in his own way more than usual. It was a lesson for him to to trust himself and his skills, but it was also a lesson that sometimes outside forces can make things spin out of his control. It seemed like a setup for bigger things to come. If Kaz had some kind of interaction with the force, would he still trust his skills, would he trust himself? That's what I feel like this episode was getting at. It was a lesson about Kaz learning to have more faith in his abilities even when things are going drastically wrong. He doesn't need some lucky trophy or a talisman from Mika Grey. He just needs to trust himself to claim his own path and destiny which is a very Star Wars theme and we get to see this payoff in the end he pretty much goes not today curse Yeah, (laughs) that's so true I wish he kind of had said that and and he takes charge of the aces in the final dogfight while this season has been uneven in plot they've done a really great job building cast slowly but surely as a leader he's starting to come into his own more and more see this is why I'm hoping he'll make Some appearance in the Rise of Skywalker. That's my dream, and if it doesn't come true,
0: (sighs) (laughs) you you will be there along many others that have many, many other wish wishes that are not gonna come true. So true, because the movie cannot give wishes to
1: everybody. That's true, but you know, just just like him coming up over the radio saying
0: "Fireball." standing by or something you know (laughs) I don't know (laughs) I just ah. CB23 and I are standing by yeah see something like that
1: Um, and then Hope goes on to say I might be looking a bit too much into it but I wonder why they showed us that moment at the end the episode where the lights of the marketplace flickered Yeah, yes it was still like a lingering just because there was like that sound that music that
0: was playing a little bit at the end it's about telling you that life you cannot control life the world is gonna keep spinning out of control like that yeah it is you and how he just walks Away. way Like, nothing happened. Yeah. That is the whole point. Yes, that was was a very interesting touch at the end. It's a very, like, he just keeps walking because he owns it. Right,
1: yeah. (laughs) (laughs) Oh, and then she goes on to say, it wasn't a quick thing either. It was a couple of long beats of the lights going on and off. I took this as one of two ways. It could help drive home Mika's final line about superstitions just to add a whimsical effect. But I think it's some kind of ominous foreshadowing. It felt like like a really deliberate moment to showcase right there at the end. I don't know what the foreshadowing might be, but it felt really important. Yeah, or it could be that things that are out of their control like the first order are out there that and it could wreak some havoc on them. That, but they have to remain it, confident of their skills and of working together to yeah. be able to accomplish what they need to to, to do. Them. We will see. Um, and then she goes on to say just a couple of little random bits here and there from the episode that stood out to me. I like that Kaz brought up to the pirate that the curse was scaring Niku. Oh, yeah, he, that's <laughs> right. He did say it's scaring Niku hey, cool. and it's affecting my pilot that's skills, it. something <laughs> like that. After the engineer where Niku and Kaz's friendship was questioned and that Kaz is self-centered, it was really great to hear that part of the of the reason he confronted the pirate was for his friend's well-being yeah that was so sweet it's so so gross but so freaking funny that the pirate licked his hand and smeared it all over kaz's face to curse him the pirates are ridiculous and i love them so much they just mess with people and it's great Uh, kaz lying face down on the floor for a good chunk of the episode is a mood i understand well i felt that on a deep level I'm glad they brought up Cass's trophy again with all their money problems on the Colossus. It was, I was wondering if Cass might have sold it to help out since it was worth a lot of credits, but I wish they would have brought that up sooner. It would have been a really nice moment to see him handing the trophy over to the Captain Doza as a gesture to help out his new home. I'm ready for them to use aces other than hype. Yes, yeah, see, I'm not the only one. When they went out scouting together, they could have sent another ace, I say just about every week, but I want more from Griff, Bo, and Freya, though it is really great seeing Hype develop more and more into a team player. I really enjoyed Kaz's curse because of that season one feel. The episode felt like the resistance I fell in love with. Maybe after an up-and-down season, it was nice to return to something familiar. Whatever the reason, I really loved it. I only wish they applied more of these elements with episodes like Vox Vortex 5000. Now, Jonah, look at Ma. And Ma, look at Jonah. (laughs) And I want you guys to say this is from Hope, and then give each other a hug for me. (laughs) Have (laughs) a great, have a great
0: week. (laughs) That's (laughs) so cool! Yay! This is from Hope. This is from
1: Hope. (laughs) I'm glad that I was not the only one who thought about the fact that it should have been a different ace doing the scouting.
0: I agree with her on a lot of things when it comes to the development of cats, and and she's right. It's just enhancing. It's just leading him into something, something. Yeah, and yeah, this yeah. is why I say just trust that the right thing is gonna happen in the end yeah I'm ready to eat up my words <laughs>
1: <laughs> yeah
0: and be like oh yes I was wrong this entire time I'm ready I can I, can, I like to admit when I'm wrong <laughs> and, and, and like I said you know what even if we don't get it even if it's not there then just sit back and enjoy the little moments this is
1: true this is true
0: because there are a lot of little moments and a lot of good things yes. to enjoy very true oh, OP pit and his floor buffer being one of them (laughs) yep (laughs) yeah as
1: for what's to come next I really am looking forward to that episode where he finally sees his father I just need it (laughs) (laughs) the the whole bounty hunter thing that needs to be touched on what else there were other things that popped up in the trailer that I'm blanking out on but yeah the father thing needs to be addressed soon (laughs) (laughs) Especially since we're coming down to the last small batch of episodes. But anyway, that's it for today. Next week, we'll discuss the episode Station to Station. That that actually reminds me of, completely unrelated to Star Wars, but the character Station in Bill and Ted's Excellent Excellent Adventure. Adventure. Yeah
0: Station! Station! (laughs) (laughs) I can't wait for the Bill and Ted (laughs) 3. Where can listeners find you, Mommy? Listeners can find me on Twitter with the handle at hubion214.
1: And listeners can also find Geeky Bubble on Twitter by searching for at Geeky Bubble and me with the handle at Blue Guys. If you'd like to send us an email, you can do so by emailing GeeBubblePod at gmail.com. Last but certainly not least, if you haven't done so already, please follow our podcast network on Twitter by searching for at we Are Escape Pods and tune into Unmistakably Star Wars Sky Talkers Podcast and Friends of the Force Podcast for more
0: Star Wars news and discussion. And may the Force be with you
1: always.